And welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, and you're listening to the Michigan Business Network. And we're going to talk with someone who is a friend, but he's an expert when it comes to mental health. Dr. John Braccio has been in private practice as a fully licensed psychologist in Michigan since 1978. He continues his active private practice. He earned his PhD from Michigan State University. He founded Regional Psychological Services in 1981, which is located in East Lansing, and he's still the director there. More so than that, beyond being my friend, he may be the most diehard Spartan fan that I know. So go green, Dr. Bracci. How are you? I'll go white, but I love the chips too. So. Well, it's great to talk with you again. And I want to talk with you today about COVID and from your perspective, being on the ground, having patients, talking with other people from your perspective. And let's start with adults. How has COVID affected adults? Okay, well, let me begin, Tony. You've known me many, many years. and You know, I'm an upbeat, positive person. Okay, so I want to tell you, though, I think COVID has been devastating for large percentages of adults. We're talking specifically adults. I think a lot of people have been cooped up. A lot of people have had a lot of fear. A lot of people have been in relationships, situations that have been difficult. Okay, we're talking about disruptions, whether it's education, whether it's economic, whether it's family, whatever it might be. So I think it's been difficult. I don't want to say everyone, because I think there's some persons that have come through it okay. But as a whole, you're taking a year, year and a half out of people's lives, and there's no way you can really turn that into a positive. And for many people, it's led to a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fears for the future, and a lot of just kind of uneasiness. And I, even as we're coming out of this, hopefully, there's still people carrying a lot of fears, a lot of anxiety, And there's still many people that aren't comfortable meeting with people, going places, and many are still somewhat even semi-isolated, even in the world we're in now. So, and again, mind you, I deal with my subset of people are people that have concerns, okay, even though I certainly interact with other people in the world. But there's a lot of uncertainty in the world that we're in, even now as we speak. How do you think this has affected children? I think with children, it's been even worse. We've already seen the data on achievement. That's how much math and reading has learned across the board. Obviously, certain kids, certain schools are going to have it more than others. But I think very much you can't take kids that that had a that that really need socialization, need interaction, and many of them were literally isolated for a year in their homes. And I would say that it's been very, very difficult. Well, we'll begin to see more and more over time. But I've I've worked with children during this period of time that were good students not been good students now, and having a hard time even adapting. We get calls regularly from parents that are just not really sure what to do right now because the kids aren't adapting. They're having trouble in school. They feel there's a lot of bad behavior within the rooms. So I'd say there's a lot of turmoil. And again, I I don't want to be speaking for everyone, but I'd say this has been as a whole very difficult for mental health of children. And I don't really think we've been talking enough about the negativity as it relates to mental health. I think we've been almost completely or heavily speaking on physical aspects and not really dealing with that major part of the human being, which is the mental health. We're going to talk about that in a second segment. I wanted to ask you about a third segment of the community, which you don't hear a lot about, and that's senior citizens, especially those who are somewhat 
isolated, who may be physically challenged, who may have lived alone, have lost loved ones, they couldn't go to funerals. What's your take on how COVID affected that segment of the community? Tony, very, very difficult and still difficult, but there were many times where children could not visit their aged parents, friends, others, because they were, I don't want to say locked up, but they're, because of the COVID restrictions, people couldn't go visit them. I had a cousin who died. He fortunately came out at the time, but he was in one and wasn't able to get out and couldn't see his family. He actually saw them through a window, if you can imagine that. They were outside a window of where he was staying wasn't able to touch them. So there was a lot of that. And I heard this from from people I was working with regularly that they could not meet with relatives, couldn't talk. And I had phone conversations with people that were isolated in homes and not able to get out. So I'd say very difficult period for many, many persons, Tony. So again, when you look at COVID, it's been a pretty, from a mental health point of view, it's been an equal opportunist in a very negative way. But I think that Aged persons, persons that may have some signs of dementia, may have memory issues, physical problems, not being able to have the touch and love of family was very difficult. And still, there are persons that are keeping persons away from older family members out of fear for their health. So it's still ongoing. It's not over, by the way. But I'd say it is less than, say, it was a year ago, but very difficult. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio, who is the Director of Regional Psychological Services in East Lansing. We're talking about COVID and mental health. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about why we haven't heard more about these communities and how they're being affected. And and we'll do that in our next segment. I'm Tony Conley. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. like to travel for fun and excitement craving a relaxing getaway no matter where you want to go or what you want to do you can trust dean trailways to get you there our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel no traffic to worry about no parking fees no hassle are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall let dean trailways bring on the heat and take you to Firekeepers, michigan's newest gaming hotspot. experience the thrills of the slots blackjack craps the live poker room and indulge in the world-class restaurants all while counting on dean to bring you home safely dean trailways of michigan travel smart And welcome to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. I'm your host, and you're listening to Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio, who is the Director of Regional Psychological Services. He's a noted expert when it comes to mental health. We've been talking about COVID and mental health, and I want to dive into Dr. Braccio had mentioned that he didn't think that there was enough uh, coverage on this, and, and that's what we do here. We wonder why the media, how the media does what it does. And before we, we dive into that, doctor, I want to get your take on something that I find interesting. Being a coach, being an avid sports fan, I find it so interesting how these big macho guys who play sports and how athletes and, and how adults, period, are finding it more comfortable to talk about pressure mental health challenges that they may have, especially as you know, back in the day, if you talked about that, you were a wimp, you were supposed to push through and talk about that. Well, I, I think it's good that people can express their feelings, Tony. I think that we all in life, 
run into conflicts. It doesn't matter how big we are, or how small we are. So I think if you're having issues, I think it's good to be able to talk about them, get them out on the table, because you're not really going to overcome them by just denying them. You may perform for a while, but eventually it'll do you in. So I believe saying how you feel, getting things is positive because then people can give you good advice hopefully won't try to make you do a thing or push you in a particular way, but can kind of give good advice to our children. I run into this regularly where parents sometimes are pushing or not pushing enough, or they're not really sure, or coaches don't really know what to do. It's really, it's in an art to some degree to do this. But the main thing is we want the person to say really how they're feeling, how they're thinking, and we don't want to push them but we want to make sure we're giving them good advice and being honest with them, giving them, like, if you do this, this can occur. If you don't do this, this can occur. Just trying to be helpful like we would for anything. I mean, like if, if someone was asking you how to, what color would look good on a room, okay, in your house, we would be more than willing to do it. A lot of times people are less willing to give advice to persons because they feel they may be pushing them. And the person sometimes is afraid to ask for advice Mm -hmm. because they're not sure how the person will respond. So I think when we have a more open environment where people can talk to each other, really share how they feel, then it doesn't matter how big you are, how little you are, how overweight you are, how thin you are, what color you are, what language you speak, that tends to be a positive thing for human growth and development in a positive way. Dr. Braccio, I want to get, I asked the guest prior to you for this show. He's a pastor, Dave Coleman from Williamson Free Methodist Church. If anyone has reached out to him or clergymen that he knew from the media to get their take, they're in the trenches. They know what's going on in the streets. And I consider you the same type. You're in the trenches. You're talking with people. Do you find people in the media reaching out to you or colleagues for the professional mental health take on this? I really don't. I think this has been a heavily, the physical aspect, the medical doctor, the osteopath, more of a physical and even maybe more specific in relation to viruses and in relation to colds. I just don't think there has been, and again, I'm a psychologist speaking, by the way, but I don't think there has been at all enough of an emphasis on what's happening to the mental health of human beings in terms of this this epidemic, exactly what is the impact and what can we do about it? I don't think there's been much talked about that. I think the emphasis seems to be stay in your house or make sure you're being safe. And I'm not even disagreeing. In many ways, we want to be safe. We want to be doing things that are going to be healthy. On the other hand, we need to be talking about what's the impact and what can be done to overcome some of the mental health issues. We're going to, I think we're going to be seeing, Tony, a lot of PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder is going to be coming out of this in the future, where people are going to be living a lot of these things. And I remember I'm a positive, upbeat type of guy, so I'm not trying to be a doomsday person. But this has been and continues to be pretty devastating. And the more people, I'll even say, listen to TV or watch TV, the more they seem to get a negative view. I actually, why, why, Dr. Bracho, why do you think the media doesn't reach out to professionals like you to to anyone who's working in the trenches? I think the the emphasis has been on the physical side of the human being, okay? I, I'm not even questioning how important. I, be, I believe from the spiritual, you mentioned the spiritual, from the spiritual from the mental health, I have not really, I just don't see a lot of that. If I'm, if I'm even following news headlines or things, I don't really see much of that. I've seen- Why? Why is that? 
I, I think, you know, I think we're in an age, this particular time, this virus has become a physical phenomenon and it is not being looked at from the mental health perspective. That's, that's, the, only, that's the only reason I, I have, because I talk to people all the time, whether it be in my work or whether in life or people come up to me that they know, know what I've done or whatever it might be. And when I'm talking to them, this regularly comes up from the mental health point of view, depression, anxiety, worry economic uncertainty, educational uncertainty, mobility in terms of going places, you know, what's it with this anxiety, depression. So there's a lot of things going on. I don't know, Tony, but I firmly believe there is clearly a need to put more and more of an emphasis on this, particularly as we move forward. Now, mind you, the next thing will be, when will we declare that we've come to the point that we're just going to have to adapt to this, deal with it, move forward? Because it appears that just like the, the the Spanish flu or the World War One, the regular influenza, this is going to be something we're going to be dealing with. I'm not trying to play now, medical doctor. I'm simply trying to say, though, from a mental health point of view, people are going to be needing some type of assurity. We don't want to have you go to one state, you live by one rule, you live in another state. Maybe that's kind of the way the country was set up. But I do feel that that people do need some certainty. They need to know where are we going. What is, what's prognosis? And at this point, we really don't know. And I'm not even trying to say there's an exact answer, but from a mental health point of view, I believe there ought to be regular segments every day on the national news, the local news on what's happening to people, human beings, the other part of them will take it, but not just the mental health, but you, you were talking about the spirituality. They'll certainly run together, but those are major components of a person. We have the physical part. We have the psychological, which would include the cognitive, the thinking point, And then we have a spiritual point. So we have all these, but the only one that we're really focusing on, as important as it is, I'm not trying to minimize the, how important the physical aspect is, but we really do need to be looking at people's mental health and looking at the whole person, not just one aspect. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio, who is the Director of Regional Psychological Services. We're talking about the effects of COVID to mental health and how the media has covered that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from our break. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back. I'm Tony Conley. You're listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio, who's Director of Regional Psychological Services. And we've been talking about the effects of COVID and mental health, as well as how the media has covered it. And Dr. Braccio, when you do see stories about COVID, you mentioned you don't see enough on mental health. When you see how the media covers COVID and its effect on people, what's your take? What do you see? What do you like? What do you don't like? Well, on the one hand, I think it's important since it's a virus, again, it's something we can catch and it can be dangerous. I think it is good that we cover it. We tell people exactly what's going on. I think that's critical. I have no issue with that. And I think we've done a lot of that. My next, but my concern becomes 
related to the mental health point of view. Exactly what are we doing to help people get over anxiety, depression, fears? And then we have, I believe, whether this is right or wrong, we don't really trust a lot of what we hear. I think that's part of the bifurcated nation that way of the country. You have two groups of people that look at the world differently. I don't mean necessarily just on this, but in a world where there's so much disagreement over anything, I think there's a lot of disagreement now. It's like you can be in a state like Florida, which is totally different than a state like California in terms of rules, okay? I mean, meaning I'm not trying to, to argue who's right or wrong, but you do run into that. Why, why, are there, why, why are there millions of people that live under one set of rules, others a different set of rules, and you may, the predictable outcomes are different, meaning Florida now has, along with Hawaii, has the lowest percent. It could be weather, it could be a whole bunch of things. I, I really don't know what it is. But I think that that leads to uncertainty because I don't think people believe they're necessarily getting the full news. They feel they may be getting a talking heads view. And I, I'm just telling you what I hear from people, Tony. I just think people don't trust what they hear. So I think there's a you've got that backlog where you've got people not trusting what they hear. You then, with that type of a thing, that can lead to uncertainty. That can lead to people being depressed, being down. Then you've got people that are so overbelievers on everything that they envision themselves dying and again, you know, I, I don't want to put that person down, but everybody, you have to take certain risks in life. That's part of life. That's part of, as a psychologist, when I'm talking to someone who doesn't go anywhere, I certainly don't want them to be going out and endangering themselves. On the other hand, there is a danger to making your life so small that you don't go anywhere, you don't do anything. So I think that the media could do more, I'm speaking in general terms, about encouraging people to be trying things, doing things, and not being, not living in a world of fear, because fear is a very destructive thing. Fear is, will wear you down. And fear is the type of thing over a period of time that can lead to PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And we also know that you can get PTSD, not just from experiencing, but watching, watching every day the news and all you're hearing are negativity, then that can really, that can really permeate into you. And you really have to watch out. And I believe that there is a need for more positive news in terms of COVID. There's a need for more people, maybe not just pressing one view. We need to have people that are really looking at this from a lot of different aspects. I just don't think that, I just don't think we're getting that. I think there's way too much of people not believing, not trusting. And I don't have an answer for that in terms of how do you get people to trust? And that I think maybe is the world we're in right now. It makes it difficult. But I do know that very specifically that I do not feel there is enough dealing with the mental health aspects of, the, in fact, all you've got to do is just check this out yourself. Go to the news, go to headlines, go to websites. This is the kind of thing we need. Even when I was getting ready to talk to you, I, I'm talking and dealing with this topic for a while, but there's not, you don't, if you Google it up, you don't get a ton of information, but if you want to Google up any negative aspect of aspect of the physical compl complications, what can occur, you'll you'll have a limitless amount of data to look at, and that's fine. I, I well, see no wrong with showing the data, but we do need the mental health very much. Well, Dr. Bracho, I could tell you how you get people to watch and listen and trust the news more, and that's to be fair and unbiased and give all sides of every story. If you do that on a consistent basis, you will 
you will gather folks who will trust you. And we live in a world now, and we're not going to dive into this, but from my perspective, it's a wokeness, power, political-driven world where there are a lot of news entities now They don't care about ratings. They don't care about making money. They care about a narrative. So that could be changed very quickly. It's simple. Whether news entities want to do that, I don't know. But there is one question I wanted to ask. You brought up Florida, and I know you spent some time there. And I wondered if they're seeing less mental health challenges in states where they are open, where you can go out, where you can go to church, where you can go to the senior center. I wonder if they're facing less mental health challenges than we are in states like Michigan and Illinois, which are on lockdown? Well, I'm in Miami as we speak, Tony. Okay. Mm -hmm. I felt as I come down here regularly, you have a different feeling here, okay? Meaning you just don't see, at least I don't anyway, don't see the mass. People I talk to don't see the fears. Now, granted, in my professional work in Michigan, I'm obviously meeting with people that have a lot more concerns, okay? But I would say as a whole, I'd say it's less tense here, Tony. I, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't, I don't get the feeling that you have sometimes that you will in a state like a Michigan, which I love, of course, by the way, that you do feel a lot more pressure. I think there seems to be more direct information. I would say as a whole, my, but this isn't fair because anecdotally, I'm in a different environment here. I'm not doing a, I'm not meeting with people in my office or doing things like that. But I would say that probably a place like Florida is more relaxed. You have a different, um, different, different psyche. I would say that you may have, and, and the schools were open too. So I'd have to gather a little more data on that. But I would tend to think you'd have much less here in a state like Florida than you where the where they they don't have the mask mandates. You you had the schools open a good share of the time. I would say less so than in Michigan, where we except for the Christian schools, the Catholic schools, which were open last year. I would say that um, probably there's more more pressure, more issues we had in Michigan. But again, I'm not trying to make a negative comment. Yeah. I'm just telling you from anecdotally what I see, but anecdotally, I see a different group in Michigan than anecdotally I do in Florida. We've been talking with Dr. John Braccio, who is the Director of Regional Psychological Services in East Lansing. He is a mental health expert. Dr. John, I appreciate you so much, sir. Thank you. Listen, a pleasure. Always a joy talking to you, Tony. You're a great guy. I'm Tony Conley. You've been listening to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.